0: Welcome back to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, good whatever you're doing. How are you doing? How is everybody doing? I am doing just fine. Today we have a special treat. As a matter of fact, I was just telling my next guest that his first episode rocked my podcast everyone has been like reaching out to me oh my god his his um interview was so powerful it was so this it was so that none other than mr eric rishi infanti in living color i get to see him missing <laughs> around hi eric
1: hi how are you thank you so much for that
0: eric has been nice enough to come back and talk to us about mindfulness and how it can be used as a tool for suicide prevention. If you remember Eric's first episode, you know that he he was talking about how he's a yogi, he's been through the Marines, he's been through so much pain and heartache and suffering and how he landed on both feet. If there's a third leg, he landed on it as well. And just thanking God for his presence and how he just graced our pages and he has been gracious enough to come back. You know, He's my second or third person that has come back. So this is good. When they say they're going to come back, they do come back. So Eric, without further ado, we're going to be talking about mindfulness, something that you're very, very good at and you're going to help us help the listeners manage their suicidal tendencies. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for that warm, wonderful introduction again. <laughs> I'm just I'm just very honored to be here with you to support your cause and to support both sides of this of this coin because we have uh you know listeners and potential listeners who are seeking your help but we also have your peer clinicians who are the helpers who are the helpers so that, that's part of what I want to talk to today is um I want to talk to both both audiences at one time okay and then how mindfulness itself can be preventative for both audiences because what happens is when we st- start using mindfulness as a tool as practitioners as therapists as psychologists as uh, any spiritual healer as yoga teachers inside our world helping out people with these tendencies what happens is we start to we start to see the signs right we start to see the signs by the use of mindfulness as a tool because now we have a direct awareness to it so our consciousness is now engaged right so yes. these as you know these strategies are absolutely heartbreaking, and I want to enter into this this heartbreak as a preventative tool through the lens of mindfulness. Okay, and and here we are, and here we are. This lens leaves us with a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And as people in the professional realm to help out others who are who are having these tendencies or having these thoughts it leaves us with a lot of questions like what has led them to their pain? Yes. You know, and why, why were they not helped? Why Why didn't they get the help that they needed? You know, and and we have, we have a lot of first responders, a lot of veterans have been and are still coming from overseas. Why haven't they received the help? So the social system has not provided us with all of the tools that we need. So we need a range of, We need a range of methodologies that can help out. It's not just one thing. So if we leave the spirituality out of cognitive behavioral therapy, we have a gap. Yes, We're just going towards um, whatever spirituality means to you without having cognitive behavior therapy. We have a gap. If we're not exercising all of the the range of tools that are available to us, especially today, then we have a gap, right? Mm. And then for the people who are, who are in the suffering and, and, and leaning towards that edge, why have they not sought out or found the support that they need? Mm. Right. So what is the stopping point for them? So they enter into what's referred to as a paralyzed state. Right. And, and, and we all know because of, of of news that, you know, wealth and, uh, you know, status, uh, fame, you know, movie stars, et cetera. Mm-hmm. These are not these are not indicators of a, uh, the, a happiness in life, right? And so, uh, as a society, we, we we put a success metric upon these these people as well. And then, you know, look at Robbie Williams as an example. You know? Yes, and you know, I, you know what? And I don't want
0: to, <clears throat> I don't want to interrupt you, but I also want to say that in as much as we're talking about how we can use mindfulness to help with the suicide prevention, I almost want to say even before you get to the social services, before you get to the clinicians, even the sufferers themselves, they yes. have to have the mindset or mindfulness as it were to seek help. Yes. A lot of my guests have, a couple of them have, when I ask them what final advice do you have? They come in and say, just reach out. Just start by saying, I need help. One of my yes. doctors that came on, she said, it is easier for somebody to say, yes, than to say, I need help. But sometimes you're not available to me to ask you, do you need help? So you can say yes. So I need to also kind of come out and say, I need help. I'm not okay. I'm not whole. I need to get fixed. I need help. And then come out and then we can see you and maybe just maybe we might be able to help you. So for those of you listening that are going through this, first of all, you're not alone. Oh my goodness! you're not alone secondly, there is help, but I need you we need you to reach out for the help and it doesn't help that every time something bad happens at least in America, they blame it on mental health and yes. increasing the stigma and the shame which I hate so much I have to use the i have, I hate to use the word hate, but I'm using it because most people that I know that have mental illness they're really not homicidal they just they have so much shame they don't even want to come out and say they have depression talk less of going to go and kill people and then turn around and blame it on those of us who have mental illness and are just trying to survive from one day to the other what do you think Eric
1: I totally agree with you and, and what happens is is people who are suffering in this way they get stuck in quicksand they mm. get the, stuck in the quicksand of depression yeah, and then and then there's the suicidal thoughts, or there's the thoughts of this and that and the other thing, where they're going to hurt themselves in some way, like a cutter, for example, right? Yes. And then asking for help because we're so stuck inside of that quicksand is absolutely not an option for them. And you talked about it just a moment ago. The shame, the shame, is, turns into an overwhelm, leaving us absolutely powerless. We can't even step out the door. We can't send a text message out, let alone, let alone pick up a phone to say, help, help me out. Never mind talking to a professional like, like yourself or myself, but how about even just a family member?
0: Yeah, but I you know did. you know what they say about family members, right? They are the most likely ones to say, what are you talking about? Girl, go sit down somewhere. You're not really depressed. or Exactly. And honestly, this is such an important topic to talk about because your family, whether you like it or not, they are the nucleus. They are the first people. They should be your first responders, ideally. Yes. In my own case, yes. I got lucky. The first family member I told about it, she believed me. She took it seriously. She, she did not play. She knew I wasn't playing. And right. I'm here today, but some family members say the wrong thing.
1: Yes, and it could be a trigger.
0: It's worse than a trigger, yes. Yes,
1: yes, 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 absolutely. So, so for family members as well as professionals, we need to now have the mindfulness, and this is where my topic comes in so, so potently, to have the mindfulness to start to see the signs, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. how do we see people in need? Where is the withdrawal? right where is the mood swing so high or low where are are we noticing that people aren't sleeping right are we are we going towards despair hopelessness and then we start to drink or we're starting to have experimental drug usage that's not prescribed Exactly. exactly these are all these are all the signs that people close to you could use mindfulness as a tool to have more awareness around it. If mindfulness is the tool to do that, we would slow down our internal compass long enough and well enough to witness what's going on in other people.
0: That is so true. And I might add, because I'm a pediatrician, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, in mm -hmm.
0: children, there might not be classic signs like he's listed, which is everything he said is true, For adults in children, it may very well be hyperactivity, in high risk behavior, decreased appetite, you know, grades failing, right? Cutting school, right? Not wanting to go hang out with your friends anymore, right? Not wanting to play ball that you love to play anymore, right? Just not being yourself. So mindfulness is indeed critical in this on the part of the parent to recognize this is not my child. This is not my child. If only we would take our eyes off our phones to see our kids, to recognize, to feel the energy coming from our kids. Because as I have three sons, so I have three different people in my life. And each son is different. And I have to tune into each child to know, okay, that's that's not normal for him. What's going on? Right. And of course, know when to approach it, how to approach it, Indeed, I never thought about it as mindfulness, but it's true. Mindfulness is indeed a big, huge ingredient in being able to recognize that someone else um, is needing you right now, not tomorrow, not next week, right now.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. And thank you for that, especially the view of a, of a pediatrician. That, that is remarkable. And, and, and in adults as well as children, it's all about what is different all of a sudden? Yes. Right? So you say not being yourself. So what is a behavioral change? Maybe it's acting out or maybe it's hiding inside a video game.
0: Yes. Or in your room. No one wants to come room. out and eat dinner. Yeah. You know, yeah. appetite is a big thing. Yeah. Or even yeah. just wanting to eat the wrong things. Okay. As an example, you have diabetes. I'm just going to put that out there. And all you want to do is eat cupcakes where you know very well oh. That a doctor does that, but you know, if you do that, your blood sugar is going to go up, and maybe you will die. This is just—I know this sounds crazy, but I've had a patient who actually did that. She's like, "No, I don't care anymore. I don't want to live anymore. So I'm going to do everything that your doctor says don't do." So that was just an Mm -hmm.
1: example, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And then when we talk about mindfulness, you know, it's important just to give a little bit of context here, um, so so your listeners can really understand it from a clear definition
0: yes i was gonna say yes let's start with the definition yes thank you
1: yeah so 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 mindfulness comes from a buddhist view and it is the deliberate act of paying attention so it is a deliberate act of paying attention and it's a state it is a state of mind it is a state of being fully present and aware of where you are and what you're doing and so you did it so well just now when you talked about your three boys, that they are so different and the energy of your three sons are so different, right? Yes. So you have to, you, you, you are exercising mindfulness as a mom to recognize that your boys are so different and that their energies are so different and that you do it from a place of non judgment. Yes, sir. So
0: can you just say one more time the definition
1: of mindfulness? Absolutely. The deliberate act. Of paying attention, the state of being fully present and aware where you are and what you are doing without the view of judgment.
0: Very good. So, hopefully, everyone has heard that. Um, I know in this today's world of so much distraction everywhere I mean not enough time to do anything everyone is busy we do get drowned I almost want to say now thinking back Eric this may very well be one of the reasons why suicide rates have gone up we are all more connected virtually but we're less connected in person right yeah yes two days ago was it a day ago all four of us that are left in the house because the middle son has gone back to college already. The first, mm-hmm. the sec the, the first, the third, me and the wife were all in the house, including our dog and our two parakeets, and everyone was in their own room in their own devices. Oh, but we're wow. all in the same house. And yes. I just, for a moment I was like, Oh my god, look at this. House is quiet. And yet there are four people, four humans in the house. And so that night we decided to play card games we played board games and we played scrabble just to kind of connect reconnect you know
1: the energy yes yes and then you connect even though we have our devices like you're saying when you're when you're with people is more of a connection through the heart right yes it's more of a connection yeah oh my god yeah and then and then you're sharing experiences with one another you know and that's what that's what life is to share the experience with each other right through the heart that's what I is. that life is true
0: is. i mean and i have to give it to the boys and and even the wife and i we you know yes we're all on our devices but i might see a funny video and i want to share it with him or with them or with the kids or whatever and i see the yes, boys yes yes they say oh come and see this come and see this look at this and so i see that while they are in their element of their you know presence in their own selves with their devices they are still able to share Yes, experiences yes. through the device with each other. I know my my baby son came and said, "Mom, guess what?" I said, "What?" Well, I said, "Black Panther Two is coming out." I'm like, "What?" He said, "I'm going to send you the link because right away we, <laughs> I want to see it." So that was a way of connecting, but virtual, verbally, he came. Yes, physically, yes, physically, but he also sent me the link, and of course, I put it on blast on Facebook. I'm like, "Oh my God, did someone say Black Panther 2? So you're right. We can we can still try our best to not just be on the cell phone or on the device and not and that kind of blocked everybody else out. I think maybe that's a big problem because the cell phones are not going anywhere. They're here to stay. We might as well yeah. learn how to live with them and with each other still. So yeah, that's a good way to look at it.
1: It really is. And it's, and it's, and it's, again. i again, I can use the term over and over and over again in our time together, mindfulness. So being mindful around how we use the devices as tools for connection and not as ways to escape or isolate.
0: Oh wow! I love that. Please, I love that. Say that again. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, yeah. So again, you know, our phones, our iPads, our devices, all of them, computers still, laptops still, you know, um, just to be aware, to be mindful around that. These are, these are tools to create the connections with one another, and not to have, um, be in avoidance or isolation.
0: I love it. Oh my god! I love it. I love it. Eric, you are the bomb, I tell you. I just love, I just love you so much. I love yes. your energy. I love everything about you. Thank That's you. That's amazing. Thank you. Very, very deep. I'm still writing that quote down. Being mindful of how we use the devices as tools to connect, not as tools to isolate one another. That's wonderful.
1: Very good. Yeah. Because one of the signs could be withdraw. And we can be so withdrawn inside our phone or the apps on the phone or games on the phone or whatever is happening inside, uh, you know, superficial connection mm-hmm. with, pe- with people we know or maybe even don't know online. Mm-hmm. Right? That even don't know. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. True. Back in the day, it used to be, you know, threads, just threads online. We didn't have all these devices 20 years ago. But we 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 did have other ways, you know. We did have other ways, and I remember when, um, you know, the the instant messenger chat came out from America Online back in the day. Um, such a long, long, long time ago. My daughter, da- my my daughter was was young, and she thought she was having a conversation with a movie star actor. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! And and I, and I had I had to shut that down. You know, I know. Because something's coming, something's gonna come here pretty soon. That's not good, either an Man. advertisement or worse, right? So we had to we had to be real, real careful around who um, our children are able to talk to and who's able oh to talk God. to them. That is opening yeah. a
0: huge, ginormous can of worms. Okay, we had an <clears throat> episode on my Facebook Live. We talked about the YouTube um, Momo challenge. This thing that was, um, and you have a little son, so be careful. It was Pepper Pig and. Um, yes,
1: yes, Pepper else. Pig.
0: This gentleman will come out and, well, the Momo Channel was like this ugly monster that will come out and make the kids go do stuff to hurt themselves and tell them that if they don't do the stuff, they're going to come kill their parents or something. And then there was this other guy who would come into a child's YouTube video and say, Remember, kids, this way for attention, this way for results, talking about suicide and how to cut your arm yes terrible
1: yes unbelievable yeah so very careful so as a a parent to be very mindful and to be in your children's world Hmm. right to be in your children's world you know and that's where you know parenting and friendship becomes a fine line right because Mm -hmm. children will allow their friends in and not necessarily their parents in right because of shame because of shame or over you know because it's mom or dad right yeah or or grandparent or uncle right so they might not even let a sibling in but they'll let their friends in into everything
0: that is so true yeah
1: yeah that
0: is so true my first son I think we're connected on Facebook but that's about it I don't know anything about his Instagram or his right right but his brother's they're like, oh, sure, mom, you could come. You know, we're, we're friends on Instagram or Twitter and Facebook. Sure, sure. And then maybe the doesn't do Facebook yet. But my siblings, I remember when my mom was complaining that none of the siblings will accept her friend, Facebook friend request. So uh-huh. I, I'm her friend on Facebook, but the other ones are not. And I was just right. right. They will let their friends in, but not their parents. And that is a very good point to, to note. Wow. Yeah. So how do you connect that to, for instance, suicide prevention?
1: Well, there could be there could be more signs that are showable to a friend, and less to a parent, online. Right? Oh, online, yeah. Or Those even, or no, even, even, in real life, but virtually, yeah, or even in yeah. real life, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but regard, yeah, regardless of how it comes across, you know, the signs a fr- friend w- might be alluded to the signs before. For a parent would, right? I I remember years ago, my my youngest daughter um, started wearing long sleeve clothing.
0: Oh, I know where you're going with this. I know where you're. Oh going. yeah,
1: and I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> in, in in South Florida summer, uh-huh. wearing long sleeve clothing, and I'm just like, okay, a couple days of this, it's raising my radar to yes. start asking questions. Questions, and I'm like how are you doing? What's going on? What's happening at school? What's going on with this? And everything was very superficial in the answer. And she's not a superficial child. She's a very deep child, very rooted and grounded old soul. Well, she's a
0: child. I'm not surprised. I mean, i am just impressed. I have goosebumps every time I,
1: (laughs) it's virtual, you know, the energy is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And so finally came to the point very, very quickly to say, can you take your hooded sweatshirt off for a moment and let me let's go work out you know let's go do some yoga or do some kickboxing and then she 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 had the lines on yes. her wrists and she had the lines on her her collarbone area as well wow and and, and she even she even drew a little heart heart symbol in there and, and not drawn with pen if you understand what i'm saying wow right and and as as dad it's like
0: heartbreaking yes it's yes. just heartbreaking yes. right i live in texas so I, I feel you i didn't know you live in florida but i live in texas and yes it gets really really hot in august here and when i see that one one or two patients a day who come in hooded always you know with the hoodie don't want to make eye contact for nothing but it is like 108 degrees outside baby girl i want yeah. to know why you got that sweatshirt on and then of course the answer never feels never feels
1: um yeah, yeah. wow wow yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so it, it wasn't at all that her and I were not connected we were, we were very deeply connected and i shared a lot of my lifetime with this with this young lady raising her and you know helping to be a parent with with her mother and uh there was no shortage of effort or time or mindfulness around her care but she was going through something and she wasn't sharing it with with me or her mother yes right and so, from that point forward, a lot of things changed in the side of our relationship to even get it deeper, right? And I then I kind of maybe went a little bit overboard with homeschooling and kept a very close eye on her twenty four seven. I don't
0: blame right? you. I mean, how yeah. much is your child worth? Sometimes exactly what you have to do to get. You know what you gotta get because yep. your child. I mean, how much is your child yep. worth? I absolutely yeah. I can see that. I can see that. You know what? One thing you said even before you get to the homeschool part, we were talking about earlier on something happened, she was going through something and she did not reach out, which we said, right? Or she probably felt, I'm not gonna reach out to my parents, and she probably let someone who was not her parents in on it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because right. that idea of cutting. To my knowledge, it doesn't just come from nowhere. A lot right. of times, they, their friends suggest, "Oh well, I do it, and I, it helps me feel better." And next thing you know, that your kids is doing. Your kid is doing it. Exactly. So, um, yeah. That could very well have been. So at that point, she got to one particular age, and she felt, I don't know, I don't know if I want to tell my parents about this anymore. And then she started taking things in her in hands. And uh, how did you? How did that work? How did you end up? resolving that whole energy?
1: I took her out of the environment that she was in, which was school,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and went directly to homeschool. And then homeschool provided a lot of flexibility of time. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, this is what I say when I gave her a lot of my time. So I took her to yoga with me. We went mm-hmm. kickboxing. We went to jujitsu together. We went CrossFit together. We did a lot of things together inside of the time frame of what a normal child would go to go to school. Yes. Right. So now, coursework inside of uh, an eight-hour day inside school is only so much time. That's very, true. Very, very minimal. Everything else is, you know, you, you process life inside your school environment, right? Yes. Whatever that, whatever that is, mm-hmm. getting to it, coming back home from it was also a long, long, long time frame. So her coursework was only a couple of hours in the day, really, on, on online with teachers. They had Florida has a program for that. Yes. And then the rest of the time we're, we're working out together. We're going to the movies. We're, 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 we're Bonding. in yoga. Bonding. We're, yeah. Even more stronger than we already were because everything else was at nighttime, right? Now we have all day and then all night. So, um, and it also gave her an opportunity to know herself on a deeper level. And she ended up going to you know, get CrossFit certified. She went to at 17 years old, went to, uh, she was the youngest person in the yoga teacher training a
0: wow. matter
1: of fact,: That's Yeah, amazing. so So yeah. What
0: you, so what you're telling us is essentially you did what you advise us to do, which was be very mindful to be in your child's world. You the got inner world. the world. That's amazing. you're yeah. yeah, not yeah. just saying these things, you actually practice what you're preaching, which
1: is. Absolutely.: you absolutely.
0: You are one yeah. heck of a guy. I love it.
1: Thank you. It. Thank, you. Thank you. Now she, she did feel that it was a little bit overbearing as a dad to be around so much, but I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. I would rather be that than be absent. And I would rather be that and be blamed for that and be okay with that and still stay in that and then know that she's okay.
0: And of course we can't see the future, but look now, you can look back and say you did the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, and you know why the listeners, you know, this is of course unique to Eric, but it may not be impossible for you to try that. I think, for me, when I was going through my depression and suicidality, it took one person to look into my eyes and believe me. And, and that's all I needed and just show me yeah. that they cared. And the rest of the world didn't, didn't have to know. But you yeah. as a parent, you, you are your child's numero uno, everything. So if your child is hurting, if your child tells you that they're hurting, if you find out that your child is hurting, it is worth everything that you do as long as it's not the knee-jerk response of your child yes. is gay, I'm going to take you back to Nigeria, or your child is gay, I'm going to take you to electrocution. I don't know. Yes. I'm not talking about all of that. I'm thinking about just yes. really connecting with your child on a very, I don't know, deep, I don't know, uh, ethereal level, so to say. And then, you know, mm-hmm,
1: it, it's mm-hmm, worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. You may not think so when it's going on, but it definitely is worth it. I mean...
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I think... I I think what you're trying to say here, and this is my, my realm of expertise is you're trying to tap into the energy of this other human being,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? You're trying to know from a deep place within yourself, the essence of what's going on inside this other human being, Mm -hmm. whether it's your, whether it's your child or somewhere different, right? So now, no, the kicker is how do we do that? So how do we tap into our knowing and how we, how do we tap into our own intuition to sense that something is going on. That was right? my
0: next question. How do we now do it?
1: Yes. Right. So, so if I may, if I may, mindfulness could be that tool to start to deepen the essence of one's intuition and, and to deepen one's knowing so we can clear whatever it is that we need to clear inside of ourselves so we can be more present for others. Wow. And so if I can go through a quick list of things that mindfulness benefits us in, we can start to see that clearing for ourselves, right? So Mm -hmm. one of the first thing that mindfulness does for us is it starts to reduce or eradicate um, biases, right? Social biases, personality biases, global biases, racial biases, sexual biases, right? Identity biases. I love it. They start to dissolve, right? Many of our world's political leaders did this. We we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have wars, let oh, alone that is so you know, true. let alone social systems that are, are, are broken or failing
0: and right? toxic almost. You know? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And I remember we, you
0: from the first interview. You do not like war. I remember you. I
1: remember that. That was a listen. Bad listen up. Yeah, absolutely. I am a red, white, and blue. United States Marine Corps veteran all the way. But more importantly that is I'm the citizen of this earth first
0: That is true. I love that. That is so powerful. Right. I remember that. Yeah, some of them because I hate war. And I I, and we kind of connected instantly. As a matter of fact, I never, ever, ever watch war movies. When I was a child growing up as a teenager I don't save private Ryan who didn't right. save private Ryan I did not give it my time I just refused to get that energy inside of me I don't I won't forget you know the you know the most war I've seen in a movie do you know the jazz master Paul Hardcastle
1: Yes yes
0: he wrote that song called 19 in the 80s about the Vietnam war the boys that were sent to war. Yes. And the most war movies I've seen in my life was watching the clips in that video. Mm -hmm. As much as I love jazz, my my heart Mm -hmm. beats jazz. I -hmm. love that music, but I've never forgotten just the clips I saw from watching the video because I love me some Paul Hartcastle. As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, I quoted him in a couple of my blogs because I just love me some him. Those things Mm -hmm. are still in my head, you know, and the words, oh my God, please, destruction of men in their prime whose average age was 19. Just, yes. that's one of the words, you know? Please, yes. somebody stop me, I can't
1: handle it. I can't yeah. handle yes. Yeah, my, my view is this, and regardless of what economic expert will disagree with me, what political expert will disagree with me, because they're going to. They're of going to they say that, that, yeah, because the dollars, because yes. it's a billion, Marty. billion dollar business, mm-hmm. right? Nobody wins in
0: war. I was just going to say, wins. how much is a life worth? Killing yeah. people, human beings that you right. did not have any power, any rights. You had no say in bringing them into the world. You should not have a say in taking them out. You have That's no right. That's killing someone else. That's how right. How to believe this? I know this. Yeah. Is, I know it's not a political show. It's still about suicide, but it's about real life. It's about real yeah.
1: life. But think about. Think about now the veterans coming back home who have been put in a position and actually have had to take someone else's life. Yes. Now think about, think about that person coming home and having to deal with that for that. the rest of their life on this planet, right? That's right. Let alone, let alone the person they took out of this world and then the family that had to deal with that. Yes. Right. I have never
0: even said that, uh, and thought about it that way. But you're very right.
1: Right, and then and then think about it in this way: uh, the, the the people put in this position, they're, they're only taught about well, what's the mission all about? Yes, the, mi- about the, the, mission. Mi- the micro mission, the micro mission. But it has no one is going to be informed about what is the the bigger picture here? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so that's our, our government's doing that, but what is the bigger picture even above our governments spiritually?
0: Wow.
1: Right? Yeah. And all all the karma that we as humans create that we have to continue to clear over and over again from generation to generation to generation. Oh, goodness.
0: Yeah. Ah, bringing us back to mindfulness, Eric. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So well, I love it, that. So mindfulness is a tool to deepen the intuition, which allows us to be more present with others. So powerful. Such yeah. powerful words, Eric. Wow. Thank you.
1: Thank you. If you're and then, listening
0: to me, if you've never read any of Eric's books, please rush. Don't walk, run, go get the books. I mean, I can't imagine what you have in the pages. If this is, if you're giving this to me, a complete stranger, I love it. Where are we going from here? Benefits well, of mindfulness. We have these passes and what else?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's going to be more here. So mindfulness improves focus mm-hmm. and, he, and reduces distraction in our day. This is important because if we're constantly distracted by this, that, and the other thing, whether it's the phone beeping or other people, You know, the vampires in our life taking our time and our energy, then we're not going to, we're not going to get to a place where we need to get in order to be, um, soulfully helpful for ourselves or another human being. Right. So constant distractions and the reduction of focus is not the path to do this. We want to flip that where we're increasing focus and reducing distractions enormously.
0: I love to, the fact that you mentioned, I'm sorry, I love the fact that you mentioned both to ourselves and to others because it's not healthy even to ourselves. Yes, That's absolutely. Thing. And if you absolutely. can't help yourself, you can't give from a place of empty. So you're This right. is
1: true. This right. is true. Yeah. So if your well is dry, how are you able exactly. to serve? Yeah. So how we do this is we can just, you know, go into a practice of mindfulness. And it doesn't have to be a formal practice, but it absolutely could be. You know, it could be your workout. It could be your TRX session. It could be your kettlebell session, your silver sneakers, whatever it is. Uh, the uh, fortunate thing, uh, and at least in our society here, is that yoga has become extremely popular. Yes. Extreme. Thank God for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the linkage between yoga and mindfulness is there, is there. And that's why I wrote the book, Mindfulness and Yin Yoga, together as a marriage, as a pairing, right? But do those you know, two
0: you know that in my days of yoga practice and I, I don't practice too much anymore. I have bad knees, and I don't know, I am in pain from my fibro, but yeah, in my days of yoga when I couldn't get into the pose, honestly, that distracted me a lot because i and then I realized yes. that as long as I let as soon as I let go, yes, trying too hard, I get in the pose.
1: <laughs> yes, I yes. get in the, the pose. efforting. Yes. It's the efforting that stops us.
0: Oh my goodness! Yes. That is so yes. counterintuitive. Yes. Like you think yes. you want to try so hard to get into the crow pose, and then one day I'm just chilling, just not even thinking about, and I'm in the crow pose. Yes. And the crow, and I'm holding my lizard, and I'm like, and I go to the class, and I'm like, I can't get that lizard for nothing because <laughs> I'm. <laughs> about it. Oh my god!
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, and the other thing for us, you know, all of this work, it will, it will reduce stress as, as we practice it. You know, it's when we don't practice it is where stresses are allowed to creep in. And then our cages are rattled by the littlest things. Yes. You know, and then we're, then we're more triggered more easily, right? Okay. So it, it is a very, very obvious stress reduction tool. So sitting in meditation is a stress reduction tool. In a yoga class is a stress reduction tool. We walk out of a, a room like that, and a practice like that entirely different than when we walked in.
0: Always, always for me. Every time I left yoga class, I, I was floating on a cloud. Yes, <laughs> yes. Was, every time. I don't care how yes. hard it was to get into that headstand. I was right,
1: floating. right, <laughs> Liter- literally and figuratively.
0: Yes, yes
1: I was. Floating. Yes, I yeah, and the and the floating really is your essence the vibration of your essence has raised so high you know that you're just feeling so good now you're just feeling so good because you're the the level of your vibration of your essence and you've tapped into your soul you've tapped into your spirit mind body the triad connection there right that's that's really what what this practice is all about and as as clinicians as clinicians, man, don't we, don't we need this? And you want to talk about suicide? You know, oh, one goodness. of the... I know where you're going with this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one, one of the highest suicide rates we have is, is MDs. Yes. You know, yes. medical doctors have a high, right. high percentage of suicide rates.
0: Say that again, because I know I say it a lot, but people are like, yeah, but you're a doctor. Please say that again, because...
1: yeah, Yes.
0: People yes. forget that we need to replenish, you know? I, had a, I went to a conference recently and I was talking to the lady about what I do and what I speak about. And she after she was very patient. She let me finish. And then she said, but who takes care of you? I mean, when do you right. go back and replenish? How do you get your own therapy? She said, yes. you need therapy just for hearing the stories that you hear. Yes, you yes,
1: like, ah, yes. Right. You need those clearings and you need a reset yeah. yourself we, we we all do as pra- as practitioners who help others we need that so i'm right? going to
0: sign up back for my yoga okay so eric you gotta <laughs> i gotta sign back up oh my god good and good, i'll just good, go good. Easy. i'll just go easy i'll just do the injured athlete
1: yoga or something I it, it, if i might plug this in right now it's, it's a perfect time for it i have an online yin yoga program if you or your listeners are interested in that where i am teaching in pre-recorded video classes somewhere between 12 and 30 minutes long yeah so on the melaacademy.com website it's right there on the home page as well as embedded in the links so
0: so i had one of my clients recently who does something in the form of hypnosis and card reading and palm reading and she sure. gave my listeners a like a free class are you able to do that mr eric I'm,
1: I'm able to do that. So pe- people would um you know, would want to email me or or text me to get access to that free class. I'm able to do that for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, y'all heard it. Thank you so much. Y'all heard it, Eric. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> my Richard pleasure. Ante, my man, the man after my soul. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's gonna give my listeners a free Yin Yoga online program class. But you gotta reach out. You gotta reach out. So Mela is it M-A-E- M-E-L-A the last time. Is that what it was? Yes.
1: I'll spell it out for you. So Mela, M-E-L-A, and then the word academy.com. So there's two A's back to back there.
0: Okay. Melaacademy.com. Yeah. There we yeah.
1: go. Yin, Yin, Yin Yoga Online. So I have an online program that i pre-recorded classes, 12 between 12 and 30 minutes long. So they're short for people who want a home practice, who either can't get out to the to the yoga studio or don't have one, or their life is so... Structured so busy they just can't get into a class for the timing, or they (laughs) they just they just rather a home practice. Yes, they just rather home practice with somebody. You know what I mean. So, um, you know, it's there, it's available. So, well,
0: you know what, we did not pre-plan this. This is awesome. It was just timely. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. You heard him. He came here and he spoke to us from his heart. His name is Mr. Eric Rishi Infanti, a man who's out to make a difference in everyone's life. We're going to stop today's episode here in the interest of time, and we'll continue next week. Remember, love on yourselves, be kind to yourselves, and be mindful about every single thing that you're doing. This is Dr. Lulu. This is Suicide Pages, the podcast. I'll see you all next week. Signing off. Bye.